Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? It's estimated over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. To save, visit HealthLock.com today. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Done with Spooktober. Uh, it's always spooky in my heart, Indy. It's always spooky in your heart. <laughs> I'm haunted. Oh, yeah. yeah. You 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 keep saying that, and I'm like, mm. oh, you know, you should uh, <laughs> come hang out with me after hours because no, uh, I don't want that. I, That's um, why I was like, mm. Mm-mm. yeah, very haunted. Um, today, oh, I'm Danny Fernandez. Sitting across from me is Ify Waniway. What are we, Culture Kings, waiting into like three hours into the episode before we introduce ourselves? Right. By the way, I forgot. We're covering the premier fighting game. Yeah. The ultimate the, fighting game. The premier fighting game. Not the ultimate fighter uh, championship, I guess that's what UFC stands for. Ultimate fighting championship, yeah. Uh, but the ultimate fighting game, the game that is basically the staple, to be honest, it's pretty exciting to talk about. We're talking about Street Fighter. Street Fighter. That's actually the crossfire. Uh. Yeah, I knew that definitely wasn't Street Street Fighter. Fighter. You'll get caught up in the Street Fighter. Yeah. Street Fighter. Yeah. It should be, though. It should be. That commercial had way too much soul. (laughs) <laughs> way too much soul ify did you know that our good friend kyle a bear is the voice of ryu yeah yeah he said it on the episode he was here so if you didn't know that go back and uh watch some other and did episodes. you know that I it's mean, pronounced what's... ryu it mm-hmm. is and uh yeah yeah remember that long rant about how i was a elitist weeb yeah i knew it was ryu ryu yeah um we call it intai where we're from oh wow you don't pronounce the h wow iffy um do you remember the first time you played street fighter oh man uh i i think the first time has to be uh so my uncle which in true nigerian fashion means one of my dad's friends he was really close with uh i would go over his house and he had three sons and they had street fighter on the sega genesis and they had one joystick 
and then the rest was the Genesis controller, which if you remember, the Genesis controller had a directional pad, start select, and like three buttons. And then um, if you had the joystick, it had way more than that. So the trick was with the with the D-pad, you had to like hit the, I think it had bumpers uh, on it, and you had to hit the bumpers and hit the buttons for other buttons to trigger. Basically, what I'm trying to say is uh, it was way harder to use the controller than the joystick, uh, and we were constantly fighting over who gets to use what. But that was my earliest experience with Street Fighter. I think my earliest experience was actually playing Street Fighter 2, which is most Ooh. people's, or not most people's, but I feel like it's pretty oh, yeah, much no, no, most that's people's the one favorite we played. one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Street Fighter 1 is, is like a good memory. When when you say Street Fighter, you are pretty much talking about two, so on and so forth. Right, right, right. No one's ever like, let's pop in that first one. I mean, I bet there are some Street Fighter one heads yeah, out those there. Those people are insane people. If anyone ever retro vintage, you to that, that, that I like the original. If anyone says that, they will be laughed out of the arcade. So, where did Street Fighter come from? Ooh, that's a very good question, Dave. Well, Street Fighter came from uh, Takashi Nishiyama, not Takashi 69 I wonder if he had any <laughs> reference to this. Probably not. I don't think he's that cultured at all. <laughs> but he's sometimes credited as Piston Takashi. And uh, he's a Japanese video game designer, director, and producer. And he worked for Irim, Capcom, and SNK before he ended up finding his own company, Dimps, which uh, that's actually a name I've heard before. He started his career at IRIM, where he developed early arcade games such as like Moon Patrol, and in 1984, oh, yeah. Beat 'Em Up and Kung Fu Master, uh, which is a great entry because then at, at Capcom he ended up making Street Fighter, the fighting game, and he also worked at SNK where he created Fatal Fury, and he worked on uh, the Art of Fighting and King of Fighters as well as the Run and Gun shooter Metal Slug. All games I really love. Yeah, so that's super exciting. And it is interesting that he went on to from Street Fighter to Fatal Fury because they have similar systems, but now they kind of separate. They 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 went their own way. That's so cool. Yeah, I actually am working on a video game that's similar to those where I got to create my own character, and uh, that'll come out in 2019. So oh, really? excited. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I've got some more goodies to spill throughout this. But yeah, so Street Fighter is a fighting video game franchise developed and published by Capcom. And serves as the company's flagship series. The first game in the series was released in 1987. Since then, five other... <laughs> that was your chance, Iffy. Yeah, no. That was a year before we were born. No, I'm You're not, not doing gonna... that anymore. Oh, it's no. Over. Did people give you two? <laughs> Did no, people... no, no one said anything. Aww. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm done with it. The Aww. moment has passed. Okay. Okay, Iffy. I'll just look over at you and wink yeah. and you'll know. Since then, five other main series games, as well as various spinoffs and crossovers, uh, so many. Some that didn't even look like there was like a, a jeweled one. I don't know if you remember that one, but it didn't even have the same animation or style at all. So Street Fighter Two is credited with establishing many of the conventions of the one-on-one -on -one fighting genre. Yeah. The game's playable characters originate from different countries around the world, each with a unique fighting style. Yeah. Uh, and and th that is true. I mean, many fighting games, when you, I remember growing up when you would play games like Fatal Fury or Mortal Kombat, if you wanted to do a technique, people would just go, oh, just do the Hadouken. 
just do the Hadouken because right, right, right. you knew it was a quarter circle turn forward plus A or B or whatever button. It, it just became commonplace. And that's how you know something has been made a staple. Just kind of how like every petroleum jelly is called Vaseline or every bandage is called Band-Aid. Like you, you've become the golden standard of the fighting game. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it and but before that, it all started with Street Fighter, which was uh, which debuted in arcades in 1987, one year before we were born. In this game, the player takes control of the martial artist Ryu, who competes in a worldwide martial arts tournament spanning five countries and ten opponents. And a second player can join in at any time and take control of Ryu's American rival Ken. Which He's like this, the most American. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. <laughs> Ken. But uh, what was crazy was it wasn't as dynamic as Street Fighter 2. It was very basic, very dumbed down. It really, if you look at one, you'd be surprised that it has anything to do with Street Fighter 2. They did a huge overhaul for the next game. Yeah, so he had three special attacks. The player can perform three types of punch and kick attacks, each varying in speed and strength. Hadouken, which you said, probably most popular. Yeah. Also the Shoryuken. And then the this one I'm not as familiar the with. Tatsumaki Simpayaku or the helicopter kick. Which the is helicopter what kick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No one in the history of people I've played Street Fighter with has called it the Tatsumaki Simpayaku. They always say, I'll do the hel- helicopter kick. And the Hadouken is the fireball that everyone yeah. knows. The Shoryuken is the flaming uppercut or regular up- uppercut right. sometimes. And like I said, the helicopter kick, uh, which if I remember correctly, Hadouken is the quarter to circle forward plus punch. The uh, Tatsumaku Simpayaku is the quarter circle back and the kick. And the Shoryuken is almost a Z motion, like a forward down in the corner down back corner it, it basically you make a z motion with your joystick and hit punch yeah so street fighter has remained capcom's second biggest franchise behind resident evil Ooh. and it's currently capcom's third best selling software franchise behind resident evil and monster hunter that's another one that you like a lot oh yeah monster hunter is my favorite game franchise uh which is funny because before we even get into this the these three games that were mentioned all fall victim to why there's 30 different Street Fighter games, but only five main arc games. Mm-hmm. Capcom is, I feel like their company motto is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just add some stuff to it. Uh, because a lot of their games will have multiple versions. Like, what Nintendo is to consoles, Capcom is to video games. Uh, and if you're unaware, Nintendo likes to make new flashy versions of their consoles that would make you feel dumb for purchasing the previous version. When they dropped the DS, well, even before that. So you had the Game Boy, then you had the Game Boy Pocket, which was a beautiful change because the Game Boy was a giant brick. And then you had the Game Boy Pocket, then they had the Game Boy Color. Uh, but that one was a actual minor advancement because you were able to get color in your games with different cartridges, mm-hmm. but they were still able to play the older games. And from the Game Boy Color, if I remember correctly, we eventually led to the Game Boy Advance. And the Game Boy Advance was this nice shape. Um, like It was like almost like a smiley face, but I like the aesthetic look of the Game Boy Advance, but it didn't have backlight and such. So then that eventually led to the Game Boy SP, which would flip, and then also had a light. But the light, honestly, was trash. 
then when you had the uh, SP, somewhere along there, there was the Game Boy Advance Mini, and then we had the DS. Then the mm-hmm. DS uh, had the DSi, then you had the <laughs> DSXL, and you can see it, so on and so forth. Capcom is the same, and you will see after the launch of Street Fighter 2 when they pick that up. But I wanted to kick that off early because you mentioned Monster Hunter, and Monster Hunter has had multiple iterations. And if you're following the series, you know when you're being served the same dish. Because, for example, the Switch just got uh, Monster Hunter, I think it's Generations Ultimate, which was actually Monster Hunter's Double Cross, which was released in Japan, which was Monster Hunter's Generation, which released in the, on the 3DS. So it's really just a port of a 3DS game with a new fancy name that makes you forget that fact. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel about uh, Apple products, Iffy. Yeah, remember how for the past few weeks we brought in uh, all these experts and we were like, we'll go, we're going to talk. Guess, guess who's going to talk way too much about this? This is one of my one of the things that I am a super fanboy about. Um, Street Fighter is one of those games <laughs> we're all talking about Street Fighter before even going into it. But I, Street Fighter is one of those games that I wish I could be good at. Like I wish I was that dude. Yeah, but I feel like a lot of these fighting games are set up so that beginner or you know more novice players can play. Oh yeah, but- a lot of the fighting moves they make it easier. And I feel like when Dragon Ball Fighters came out, because it's I mean basically the same thing. It's mm-hmm. largely based off of this. Uh, fighting style, they've made it so that you can compete. I mean, obviously, when you see professional yeah. level players, it's different, but they have made these games easier for more novice or casual players. Oh, yeah. I feel like uh, like it that cliff, though, from like when you're playing with your homies to stepping anywhere near a tournament is So you really want to be rough. in a tournament. Oh, That's I've what done, you're saying. I've, I've <laughs> competed uh, in two tournaments. Uh, one, I competed one in a GameStop local tournament when Street Fighter 4 came out. And uh, I remember using, I brought my game stick. I was so amped up. I'm like, this is the year. <laughs> is that normal? Do you bring your Yeah, your you own? bring your own okay. game stick. because Because some people will build custom ones. Oh, okay. uh, so I, I come in, I'm ready. I'm amped up. I'm ready to go. I progress the first round. And then I get bodied second round. Mm-hmm. Boom, gone. Uh, so that's the second. And then the second time I did a fighting game tournament was at E3 of, at this marijuana after party. And then they had the Stone Gamer Street Fighter tournament. And I took that to mean that it was like you you had to be stoned. You're a stoned gamer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fighting tournament. That's so no, I went yeah. and, hit, and they had like these like $5 dabs. And I was like, all right, cool. Let me play by the tournament's rules. Get two blitz. I don't want to be a cheater. No, what they meant is Stone Gamer is the brand, oh, and no. this is a very real fighting tournament. Still progressed to the first round, which hey. I've been past this. So I'm like, yo, yeah. your boy must be nice <laughs> if I was inebriated and still got it. But then it was a close second match, but he, he barely beat me out. But they were playing uh, Street Fighter Two Tournament Edition. So mm-hmm. they weren't playing like the newest yeah, yeah, Street yeah. Fighter. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say I competed in the Dragon Ball Fighters tournament for with LA Gaming Society which Christopher Smith Bryant and Ken Spackman came on to talk about yeah. in our LGBTQ episode and um yeah I beat the first round because and I'm a casual gamer I would say and I advanced to the second round and then, and then lost. Yeah, <laughs> but, I will I will say uh 
Dragon Ball Fighter Z's controls are way more uh, intuitive than Street Fighters because their controls that you're able to do special abilities with one right, button. For sure, Street Fighters you're doing just finger gymnastics, and that's why I think I'll never be good at it because I got dumb fingers. I can't play the guitar. I have dumb fingers. Uh, that's why I stick to FPSs because at least I can kind of my I, I, my wrist is strong. I've trained it. Very well. If I wanted to say, speaking of getting high, I don't know if you knew, but LA Comic Con was this past weekend, and I was a little bit stressed out. And Eric Vale, who's the voice of Future Trunks mm-hmm. uh, in Dragon Ball Z, gave me an edible, and he is mu- he is bigger than me. Um, and I didn't look at it, and I got way too high, and it ruined my life well, for two or four hours. I lost track of time. Well, but that's it. Be like that you, sometimes. you, you are lucky you didn't get a call from me because Danielle Radford did, and so did like three other comedians who I needed to talk to to calm me down because it was <laughs> me down. it was too scary. Um, Gosh, check. Hey, this is yeah. the PSA. When you get an edible, check what dosage it is. Don't be dumb yeah. like me and just that's, put it under that's, your that's, tongue. Yeah, that, if anything, you know, November 6th is is literally today. Uh, you know, lots of legislation is rolling out to legalize marijuana in your respective states. We can give you us the uh, the weed vets in California can give you any piece of advice. Uh, check that dosage. God, do check it. Check that dosage. Oh, you don't want to ruin your life for two to four hours uh well technically i was high the next day i had to work out with my personal trainer and uh i'm just proud of myself for going in anyway street fighter 2 the world warrior was released in 1991 it was the first true sequel to the original street fighter it was one of the earliest arcade games from capcom cp system uh hardware which was designed by akira nishitani and akira yasuda who were also responsible for Final Fight and Forgotten Worlds, two other games. Street Fighter II is the first one-on-one fighting game to give players a choice from a variety of player characters with different moves. Kind of fascinating that that is so common nowadays, but they were the first ones to do it. Oh, yeah. I mean, it really was ahead of its time. Because while it looked kind of broke down when I when I was roasting, it did have pretty intuitive controls. But it really was, and they did like a lot of things that kind of changed the game. Like, um, for example, so one of the cool things with Street Fighter Two was actually it was kind of the I wouldn't say the origin of the combo, but definitely the origin of the modern combo use because uh in street fighter 2 players eventually learned that they could combine several attacks that left no time for the computer to actually recover if they timed them correctly and it actually was an accident it wasn't an intended uh (laughs) intended things uh i love that they broke the computer yeah actually lead producer noritaka funamizu actually noticed that extra strikes were possible during a bug check on the car smashing bonus stage, which if you didn't know, Street Fighter 2 had a bonus stage where you just got to beat up a car, which was really tight. But he thought that the timing required was way too difficult to make it a useful game feature, so he left it in as a hidden one, which might make this the origin of it's not a bug, it's a feature. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah One of for the sure. earliest uh, renditions of that, um, which... Once again, since we're trying to loop everyone in, if you're unaware of game memes, it's not a bug as a feature is a kind of meme that you make for a, 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 a usually a game release that has way too many bugs and 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 you're like, "Why? Why I paid for this?" Um, Ify, I was thinking that we could get into some of the big key fighters right after the break. Okay. Let's do that. Thank you. 
Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your your perfect home sweet home. And we're back, and we're going to start it off with the main man. Yeah. The OG, the one and only, Ooh. Ryu. Yeah, Ryu is is fun, uh, mostly because... <laughs> He is a he is probably one of the strongest, well balanced uh, characters in the game. Uh, let me see what his current tier is. Oh my gosh, I have to explain tier list to some people. I wanted to say that he's often compared, like you know, I was looking up his character as far mm-hmm. as his personality, and he is compared to your other favorite dude, Goku, as well as Luffy uh, from One Piece. Oh yeah. Um, as far as their like personalities slash like. Yeah, especially Goku being the main protagonist. Yeah, so what I meant by tier list is fighting games will always have a tier list, which is a list that of the strongest characters to the weakest. And sometimes they'll even be broken up into S tier, A tier, B tier, 
tier. Oh, <laughs> I can't say that. Shoot That's tier. my first Turd time. Tier. That's my first time actually slipping up on the cast. You, on the other hand. Oh, I cuss <laughs> often. But basically, right now, for Street Fighter V, oh, this is new. Ryu is currently ranked 30, which would make Whoa. It, no, this isn't ranked. This isn't ranked. Well, while you do that, I'm going to explain Ryu a little bit. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so he premiered in 1987 in the original Street Fighter. He is the lead character of the game, I would say, along with his best friend, Ken Masters. Uh, and for other games seem to show him highly focused on his training, aiming to become the strongest he can. However, his powers also attract several criminals who want to use him for their plans, such as M. Bison, who's another character we'll get into. Uh, and some games have an alternative evil Ryu form. Uh, and that was in uh, Street Fighter Alpha 3. Ooh. Okay, so I did a lot of search. <laughs> yeah. I want to talk about this because I'm going to explain tier lists. I'm going to explain the problems I had. And I'm going to explain what happened. So tier lists are usually in fighting games. They'll rank the characters from S all the way down to C as to just who is the best in the game. That tends to be controversial. Reasoning being because in the right hands, if a noob is using an S tier and someone like Sonic Fox, who is like the best player in the world, is using a C tier, they're probably going to beat the mm-hmm. S tier player. It'll be harder, but it's good. So the new chart they have is like a freaking, um, what, what, what is it called? Would it be called an X graph? I never did well in math. <laughs> Where it's like the a cross. The XY? Yeah. yeah they, you do an XY graph. Where on the farthest uh, left is has fault, on the farthest right is well-rounded, the bottom is low tier, the top is top tier. So, <laughs> so like, it, it's, like, really hard to look at, but I did find the letter grade. And currently, based on this, uh, we have, yeah, Ryu is B tier, which is, I, I mean, that's usually his tier. I, I, I'm not mad at B tier because he's a well-rounded character who uh, everyone's kind of can get pretty far with him. But I imagine as you progress and get deeper into the game and fighting like stronger players, a lot of the tricks that you would use to be good with Ryu are um, wouldn't work. Yeah, no, currently <laughs> Ryu is at the bottom of the tier list. So interesting. Yeah, but I digress. I've spent more much too much time talking. <laughs> no, about I'm glad you explained the. P- I'm glad that you explained the tier list to everyone. I did want to say that he Ryu also appears in a lot of the crossover games that Capcom oh, yeah. has done, such as Marvel vs. Capcom, which is like mm-hmm. this huge game, um, Project X Zone, and Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah. He I never a, really picked him though. I have his amiibo, Ryu. Oh yeah, I yeah. um and. Sorry, what were you I was going to say I'm a Kirby person. Oh, yeah, Kirby. Through and through. You know why Kirby, you can suck them up and you can take <laughs> on their... No, listen, you can su- everyone fights with me. You can suck up that person, take on their powers. You can take on anyone's powers. And if you're an awful person, you can suck them up and walk, walk off the cliff, which yeah, yeah. is what I love I to mean, do. I mean, if you have more stock than them, that's like the baller move to do. Um, yeah. Ryu, what was unique about his entry into Smash Bros is... Uh, normally, because Smash Bros. spans many games, even Cloud uh, Strife from Final mm-hmm. Fantasy VII, mm-hmm. the top tier of Final Fantasy, uh, was was put into the game. And usually you have the, the Smash controls, which is, you know, your Smash button, and the other one is just attack, right? I'm looking at Dan, who knows Spanish. Is, 
the buttons in Smash. One is Smash, and the other is Attack. Yes. <laughs> there's a ba- there's a basic attack and a smash attack. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So technically, so, there's two buttons for smash. You can either B direction or C stick in a direction. Okay. Well, no one's doing all that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Whatever. You might be good. I'm not. But so you have your smash and your basic attack. With Ryu, though, he kept his traditional Street Fighter controls in Smash. So mm-hmm. you would do, so your Hadouken would be your quarter circle turn. He would do the Sinpot, the helicopter kick, <laughs> <laughs> and the Shoryuken, which was crazy. When that was announced in the Nintendo Direct, every, like it was just like, you know that meme where it's from the Predator, where they're doing the handshake? Oh, but, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That was, that was like the Smash and Street Fighter community coming together because I feel like Street Fighter players were like, oh, I can jump into Smash and use Ryu. But you can't talk about Ryu. You can't talk about the top tier, the top tier good folks in Street Fighter without bringing up Chun-Li. Mm-hmm. Um, now popularized by Nicki Minaj. Uh, oh, yeah. But we'll get into that in Will we? (laughs) Yeah, because she said, I'm the bad guy, Chun-Li. And Chun-Li is not a bad... Chun-Li is 12. Chun-Li is the cops. She is a cop. That is her whole... Every story... Mm, She is not 12. She's chasing down. Maybe in the first one she was 12. Oh, okay. Because she's definitely an adult in some of the other ones. Oh, yeah. No, she's definitely an adult because she's like a cop and she's the one hunting down M. Bison. So, like, yeah. But I guess in the first one she was 12. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so she was the first female fighter of any fighting game franchise. That's super dope. Yeah. That's super dope. I I like seeing the cosplay of her uh, at the cons we go to. A lot. <laughs> if he calmed down. And well, I was, that's why I was going to say I don't know if she's 12, she's heavily sexualized in many of the her iterations. Like but... they just, her boobs got bigger and bigger and bigger. Anime. Uh... No, I'm just saying like I'm not complaining about yeah. it i'm yeah, like yeah. girl got curves like oh yeah no but what i was down, saying is like the the age has never stopped anime from i see what you're saying yeah. um Where, but i think but i do in in defense of street fighter she wasn't sexualized until she kind of got into that more cop role but um let me double check by looking at street fighter 2 concept art yeah, so she made her first appearance in Street Fighter II, The World Warrior, in 1991. In the series, she's an expert martial artist and also an officer who restlessly seeks revenge for the death of her father at the hands of the nefarious M. Bison, leader of the Shadaloo crime syndicate. Yes. Um, yeah, and she's become a mainstay of the franchise, one of the most popular figures. It, I know, and that's so interesting because, like, yeah, like, that, that story seems like it kind of did carry over because... Like, that's why she became a cop, and that's why she's, like, hunting down the Shadaloo so hard is because they killed her father. Um, but, yeah. You do get a lot of – you do get to see more of their personal stories in the comics yeah. because there's a Street Fighter comic, um, several of them, actually, where they had to kind of pick and choose which characters they were going to focus on for their storylines. Yeah, the street, the Chun, early Chun-Li artwork wasn't as, like, mm-hmm. thick. Like, you, you know – <laughs> yeah like like i'm looking at her thighs in the early artwork and i'm like yeah this is a much different chun li because like this is chun li back in the day i was like yeah those those are just like muscular thighs now they're like okay these are instagram model thighs now she can beat you up yeah. you know what she can squ- have you seen those uh youtube videos where they they smash a watermelon with their thighs oh yeah that that's is Chun-Li. uh that's um courtney olsen 
She's mm-hmm. a uh, body lifter. She's very, uh, she's like a feminist uh, kind of public speaker now. I've, I've followed her from when I first saw that meme go viral. And that's her thing. Like she'll do public speaking and then she'll train a whole bunch of women to crush watermelons Heck with yeah. their thighs. I think I could. Um, yeah. You've it's it's really thighs. cool. She yeah. has a, a whole clothing line now. It's called like girl, but spelled like girl, uh, girl uh-huh. power. Yeah. Like she, she's actually very positive. On the and she's like her own CEO and she's like you know I follow her uh, and she gets me pumped for the gym so yes. so yeah definitely check out Courtney Olson if you were enamored by the watermelon smashing videos. <laughs> um, but then we have Ken Masters, uh, which you know he was he he he's the number one triple OG reuse wingman from the beginning. Uh, but Ken is the best friend and rival to Ryu, who has also appeared in all the Street Fighter games. Ken's goal is to test his power against many different fighters and strives to become stronger. I'd say Ken is Goku's Vegeta, where like they're always, you know, fighting each other. And like when you get into the movies and get those cool moments where Ryu turns evil, it's Ken who's like trying to kick his butt and take him back down a peg. Kick his booty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Next up, we have Sagat, uh, who is also really popular. Uh, he was once an unplayable boss. He later become a playable character. Um, he's depicted as a well-renowned uh, Muay Thai expert known for his incredible power and height. He is taller than, yeah, oh, yeah. lanky. His signature move is a tiger knee. He's often called the emperor of Muay Thai in his home country. Um, Sagat is very cool because the, the fabled story, because he's always had a scar on his chest. And everyone was like, dang, what's that scar from? And the scar comes from a Hadouken from Ryu. So he's like one of Ryu's like big boss rivals, but he technically is now a Shadowloo lackey. Also, what's interesting is it's always cool looking at the Street Fighter 2 artwork and the artwork we've gotten into as of recently and like Street Fighter 3 because Sagat was actually a pretty traditional looking Muay Thai fighter who was kind of like he was a thinner character he had like long legs and now Sagat looks like the rock is playing really (laughs) yeah he always used to be uh lanky yeah he was like lanky and that's your typical Muay Thai because it's a lot of like kicking and knees so you're you're like you know flailing your your extremities about so you need to be a little more quicker with it but now Sagat is a straight monster And, uh, (laughs) and that's the Sagat I ride for is thick Sagat but yeah speaking of thick players super thick yeah we have uh uh zangief often called the red cyclone uh or daddy to some god i do want to say um so he appeared in wreck it ralph along with ryu who Mm -hmm. so kyle got to voice that and rich moore who's the director of wreck it ralph uh voiced zangief in that and i think that they might one or two of them might be coming back yeah you heard it here first and uh, I am also in that movie. I don't know if I've said that yet on this podcast. You've I don't said think it I have. Every time, I haven't actually said it at all. I haven't said it at all. Every time, y'all, um, she's wearing a shirt of her character <laughs> in the movie. Right myself. now, myself. <laughs> um, no, Ify. This will have dropped. So this is November six. Ify came to the premiere with me. The yeah, yeah. Ralph breaks the internet premiere. As I knew, surrounding myself with Danny, I'd be able to ride her coattails <laughs> in the greatness, and it's paying off every. Day. I wanted to say I talked to Rich and he said that people will send people will make like inappropriate Zangief like 
art of Re- of Ralph and Zangief. And like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, rule 34. Right, I know. Yeah, he was like some of the artwork of, of like you said, Daddy. They're very... Mm-hmm. Um, you don't put a thick, furry man mean, like that uh-huh. on the cover. Like, you know, and good. Because if it was only Chun-Li, I'd be like, come on, but <laughs> Right. I mean, Ralph also. I'm like, oh, yeah. that, he definitely looks like a dream daddy character. Oh, yeah. No, that was the A1 uh, point He's out. thick. He's thick. Uh, so, yeah. So, <laughs> he's considered to be the first fighting game character whose moveset is centered on grappling. That's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Um, and he made his first appearance in Street Fighter Two, The World yeah. Warrior. Um, in the series, he's a professional wrestler that fights to prove Russia's superiority over the nation's fighters. Oh yeah, he, he had a lot of USSR. That's that's where he was fighting out of uh, in the in Street Fighter Two. He was fighting out of out of Soviet Russia, and then uh, then that fell. Um, so I don't. I think they just say regular Russia now. But that's that's where you would fly to to fight him in the original Street Fighter Two. Uh, and he eventually, kind of as the story got more developed and the game progressed, he also got turned into one of. Uh, in Bison's kind of like lieutenants for the Shadowloo. Yeah, and actually his name comes from professional wrestler Victor Zangief. Uh, well, speaking of names coming from where, uh, the next two people we were going to talk about is M. Bison and Balrog. But for those of you who don't know, many people know M. Bison and seen M. Bison, but some people might not know that M. Bison actually was originally Balrog. And Balrog was originally M. Bison because M. Bison stands for Mike Bison. And if you look at Balrog, you might see why they chose to call (laughs) him Mike Bison. And when the game had to uh, come out to America, they realized that 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 won't fly. There's there's certain laws in place that will uh, prevent you from using (laughs) the likeness of uh, known celebrities and putting them in the game. Uh, So... When so they switched the names when it came to America, and Mike Bison was now Balrog, and Balrog was now M Bison. I messed up the name mix up. M Bison, Bison, yeah, was... but his character was Vega, and then I think Vega was Balrog, and then Balrog switched to Balrog. Mike Bison was M. So it was an even bigger mix mix up, and I just looked that up. So it wasn't just Bison. They also felt the name Vega wasn't scary enough so that's why they gave uh so so they gave vega to vega which was uh which they felt was more like suit because they felt it was more suitable for that spanish cage fighter and then mike bison they were like all right you gotta you gotta get out of (laughs) here you gotta get out of here uh so the mike uh so that's what happened sorry for those who have been screaming or who have already tweeted at us <laughs> we made a fatal mistake and we have just corrected it in time so we'll start with balrog balrog is a disgraced boxer who also turned out uh ends up being a member of the shadowloo as well working for m bison and m bison is the leader of the shadowloo uh and he's a world dictator and megalomaniac and really um uses a lot of psycho powers that's his moves like the psycho crusher Sight and he and it was it had a cool effect because it had like a rainbow flame when he would use it. I wanted to say when you're going back and forth of Balrog is actually M Bison and M Bison is actually I want to be Finkel is Einhorn Einhorn is Finkel. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? <laughs> cool little Ace. No, I'm just saying it, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, little Ace Venter action there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, sorry, please continue. Oh yeah, man, that was me pretty much wrapping up. I mean, we'll. I think we're gonna touch on M. Bison as we get into some of the lore stuff with uh, the the light touching on the movies and other stuff around it. But yeah, M. Bison is kind of the big bad in the Street Fighter universe. Everyone's kind of ganging up to take this dude down because he wants to take over the world using his evil psycho energy, and and thus brings. I don't know why he ended up recruiting baddies from all over the world because Balrog's from America. You got, uh, <laughs> um, you got, uh, you got Sagat from Thailand, and then you got Vega from Spain. I'm like, you, you can. That's some crazy outsourcing. I don't want to be under that dictatorship, outsourcing <laughs> all of that work. Um, but we can't talk about Street Fighter without talking about its role in esports, and we can't talk about fighting game esports. Without talking about Evo, which is the Evolution Championship Series, which is basically, not even over-exaggerating, the Super Bowl of fighting games. All fighting games lead to this, and there's so much buzzing around it because they always have one uh, game that is voted on by the community that will be used in the fighting championship. So it, it, it gets crazy, and it, it has a dope, cr- beautiful history, but we'll talk about all of that after this break. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty, beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. back and iffy you were telling these good people about evo yes yes evo the championship series is the super bowl of games like i said and it was founded by tom cannon 
who is known for his work on SureYouCan.com, which was the premier, probably still is the premier website for the fighting game community. You would go there for the newest and up-to-date strats on different characters and combos. When I really got, like that moment when I said I really got into Street Fighter, Mm -hmm. I was maining Cody. Um, So in gaming, when there is a game that allows you to choose between different characters, your main is the person that you're the best with or the person you're training with, the person you use the most. So that's usually your main. So especially like a game like Street Fighter, you'll have a main. A game like League of Legends, you'll usually have a main, sometimes even just a main role. Um, Cody was a character who actually comes from the final, uh, the Fatal Fury franchise. Actually, not Fatal Fury, uh, Final Fight franchise, um, which was a side-scroller beat-em-up game. And he, um, him, Hagger, Hugo, Poison, Guy, and Cody all ended up in Street Fighter. And I also can't forget uh, Sodom and Rolento as well. Uh, so Cody was super cool to me just because he would always wear like this jail get up. And he, one of his moves is he'll pick up a knife and stab you with it. And I thought that was cool. But when I was trying to learn and master this character, sureyoucan.com is where I went. I went online and that's where I learned about tier list and how Cody was a low tier character. And how <laughs> that you I should using. probably find a new main. Yeah. And <laughs> and I and as much as I bucked against it, I was like, I'm gonna get good with Cody. I'm gonna sit here, I'm gonna practice the move. I was just getting walloped online just because he he was indeed a low tier character and I wasn't good enough to carry him and be better with him, you know. And that's where characters, well-rounded characters like Ryu and other high-tier characters will come in handy, is if you're just learning the game and you're trying to get good with them, you're you're better off because, you know, the uh, margin of error is going to be a lot, uh, lot larger for you. Yeah, so the Evo tournaments started as Battle by the Bay, that was mm-hmm. what they were called, which was a 40-man Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo and Street Fighter Alpha 2 tournament in 1996 in Sunnyvale, California, eventually moving to its recurring venue in Las Vegas. The event changed its name to Evolution Championship Series, or EVO for short, in 2002. And then this past year, they had around 10,000 people. And I think one thing I want to point out that's cool about EVO that's different than most major esports tournament is it is an open entry. If you got good enough today, next summer... I'm going to do it. You can compete and become the champion of EVO. And it doesn't work like that for other games. In other games, you have to find an organization. Your organization has to be popular enough, get good enough, and work your way up. Different, I mean, there are cracks here and there. Like, I think right now in Heroes of the Storm, there's a team called the Leftovers, which, you know, I think they just got knocked out. But that was kind of a ragtag team of, like, people who were, I mean, the, the whole team itself didn't even have a sponsor. So there are games that allow you to do that. I believe League of Legends, they have a league that allows you to work your way up, but I think you're still not going to be in the NALCS. Uh, you, you're not going to be there yet, but, you know, that one is has a closer kind of like am to pro route. So that's what's cool about Evo. It really does feel like almost a fighting of uh, a, I want to say fighting game movie, but I guess a boxing movie where it's like this kid, you know, he has some talent and he goes down to Las Vegas and, you know, his coach is like, Hey, get in there, you know, grab the joystick and, and fight in the game tournament. 
I don't know what accident it was. I, I think know. it was like kind of New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, no. <laughs> no, New York New people y- are going to write you. Yeah, well, you know, that's what y'all sound like. I'm sorry. Uh, you, yeah, you were born and raised in L.A. Um, <laughs> I do want to point out that if you want to get caught up more on esports, we talked extensively about it on our esports episode, and it kind of talked about the uh, what if he is talking about as far as being a professional player the how young a lot of these players are a lot of the controversies that that come around with esports in general and and doping and like we covered a ton of stuff yeah. so if you're if you want to look into that we have a great esports episode and I forgot, I w- we had it was M- with Malik Forte mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who I bumped into at TwitchCon uh, and who also that's kind of where he does a lot of shout casting and where he used to do a lot of work in he he actually would play some fighting games but what's interesting is the average age for fighting game tournaments is actually a lot higher okay. than it is for your typical like MOBA and i think it's because we've had it longer and i f- feel like i don't know i don't want to say it's because of like you know better you know hand eye coordination or anything like that i just think it's you have like you know i've played against like uncles who've been playing street fighter since back in the day and they can still do work you know yeah um but uh if we're gonna touch on evo and talk about street fighter we're gonna have to talk about a very special evo moment which i feel like if you are tapped in on video game memes and moments at any time then you've seen this clip or heard of this but it happened between two of shoot when i was in it they were still the best fighting game uh players justin wong and daigo umehara and what what happened in this moment i mean i'm gonna definitely uh post the video with this because you need to watch it but you also need me to uh explain (laughs) what is going on here because it is actually very specific to um it will be in the footnotes. Producer Dan just uh, <laughs> dropped that tizzy in there. But it is very specific to Street Fighter Three Third Strike. And the reason it's specific to it is because Street Fighter um, Three Third Strike has a parry option. where if Because in Street Fighter you can block, but you'll take what is known as chip damage. And that will be a little bit of damage that breaks through the block. So if you have like a sliver of health and you're blocking, you can still lose because you're going to take chip damage. But in Street Fighter 3 Third Strike, if you move your stick in the enemy's direction, you end up uh, parrying it and take no damage. So <laughs> so you, you might see where this is going now. So in this, and by the way, at this point, you know, this, uh, this is a rivalry between Justin Wong and Daigo, so there's already that heat behind it. Uh, but what ends up happening is um, Chun-Li does her super move, which I think we didn't really touch on too much, but along with their special attacks, they have super moves, which are super-powered version of the moves that does way more damage, which will always break through in a chip, usually will win the match. But her super move is she does uh, multiple kicks, and uh, basically what happened is... Um, Daigo was playing as Ken, and he was facing off against Justin Wong, who was playing as Chun-Li. And Ken had literally one blocked punch would have taken Ken out, and he was up against the ropes, and everyone screamed because the super uh, animation begins for Chun-Li, and everyone's like, it's over. 
but it wasn't because Daigo parried each and every one of those kicks, which in the footnotes, just go watch it. You'll see how quick it is and how well you'd have to time that. And I know those palms are sweaty. Mom spaghetti in that situation. Uh, (laughs) it, It is like one of the top gaming moments of all time. Uh, and that kind of just really made the solidified the Wong Daigo beef. Uh, yeah, that was in a in two thousand four actually, yeah. all the way back in two thousand four at at Cal State Poly. Yeah, uh, and the beef was going on till about like two thousand uh, two thousand seven two thousand eight. We'll clip it. We'll tweet the video so that everyone can take a look at it. Mm. Uh, but that's just Street Fighter, and I mean, we didn't even really go down the laundry list of games because there's just so many because. You know, you have Street Fighter. So Street Fighter 2 had Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Super Street Fighter, Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo, Street Super Street Fighter Arcade Edition, Super Street Fighter Tournament Edition. And that's kind of uh, what I was mentioning earlier about Capcom's if it ain't broke, don't fix it mm-hmm. mentality. Is a lot of these games got just like rebranded with new costumes and characters added. Like I think the Tournament Edition, all it did was add new costumes to the game. <laughs> but Street Fighter just didn't stop at a video game. Street Fighter has blown off, I wanted to say the page, but I'd say blown out of the arcade cabinets. People are aware of Street Fighter. As a matter of fact, when people see any fighting game, they're just like, oh, is that like Street Fighter? Uh, which made sense because it went ahead and it had like, a live action movie, which is one of those movies that are so bad it's good. <laughs> I know. Uh, it reminds me of the Ninja Turtles and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, it is very much of that time. And I mean, mm-hmm. it tells you it came in a time before the internet because they messed those characters up so bad <laughs> and no one was able to go online and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they're just throwing, throwing in characters. Like they had DJ in there who was the, uh, the, Jamaican guy who does capoeira uh <laughs> you know I was like out of all the characters that were left out DJ made it in <laughs> it's wild um but it's so fun because who was playing DJ it was it was the same actor uh I will say that it came out in 1994 and uh starring Jean-Claude Van Damme yeah yeah uh, um Miguel A. Nunez Jr. who I don't know Kylie Minogue was in it as Cammy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, this had a lot of hits. I don't know if you knew this, but the film also inspired an American-produced animated TV series, Street Fighter, which lasted mm-hmm. two seasons, 13 episodes from 1995 to 1997. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was great. So the main character, and it's so funny because the main character in this movie, this is just such a Hollywood thing to do, and they still messed that up. So the main character in the movie was Guile, which Guile is one of the major protagonists of the game, but Ryu is the vocal point of the game. But for some reason, it focused on Guile, who is this super American guy with this, like, just this mega flat top, and he wears this, like, green tank top, and he has the American flag tatted on him, like, just super dude bro American. (laughs) And he was played by Jean-Claude Van Damme. (laughs) <laughs> like the most American man with the thickest Russian accent. Uh, so, to, I mean, oh, what a metaphor. Have you seen, I love the fact that some of their characters were like the stereotypical American um, character. I don't know if you've watched any of My Hero Academia with mm-hmm. All Might. Yeah. I love All Might because it was just their version of being like, 
yeah, this is the most American. Like, yes. this is how Americans look, and this is how their superheroes look. Oh, great, yeah. It's basically just, yeah, Captain America. Uh, um, I think a funny, uh, I guess not funny, but a fun, a fun fact about the movie is it was one of Raul Julia's last movies, and they gave him a dedication at the end of Street Fighter. And I always was like, maybe not this is the one that can be his, like, send-off movie. Because he has a great acting career. Um, But as much smack as I want to talk, the budget was $35 and they made $99,423,521 in the box office. It is a really beloved game. So I can imagine. And like you said, it was before the internet had really taken off. So people aren't going to... You know, you can't see the reviews necessarily, yeah. also, <laughs> like from everyone talking about on social we, media. Yeah. Social we're, media taking it down. It was before we were burned too, so we, yeah. were, we weren't burned as much. Uh, so we we were hopeful. You know, we I, I don't think we had Super Mario yet. Let me see. I enjoyed Super Mario, and I will always fight for Super Mario. That Everything you should watch that it when you have an edible su- and you're not fully awake <laughs> everything that makes this the super uh super mario bad good is the same thing that makes the street fighter movies bad good it's like it's so far from the source material that it's like what is even happening so were there other street fighter movies there were tons of animated ones so actually no uh j- just to correct myself super mario bros came out before street fighter so we've just been burned we're like <laughs> That's all right. The Street Fighter you know, movie, it seems like it's promising. They're going to save us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there were tons of animated Street Fighter When movies. did Mortal Kombat come out? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we did have a string. Yeah. What is, you know, all of these I, I watch with an air of nostalgia of I was like five and thought it was the coolest thing so ever. So they came out a year apart from each other. Mortal Dang. Kombat uh, was August 18th of 1995. Super Mario Brothers was May 28th of 1993. Oh, no. Wow. And uh, the Street Fighter movie was... Um, they were really capitalizing in on... 1994. Video games. Video game. Oh, yeah. Time. Well, I feel like this was a boom uh, in video games at the time. Like, we're talking about 93, 94, and 95, right? Uh, which of these movies came out? The SNES was released in uh, 1990. So we just released the uh, the NES in 1990. It's probably exploding off the shelves by 1993. So yeah, of course they're like, let's make some video game movies. It all kind of adds up when you look back. I didn't know this, but there was another Street Fighter film that came out in 2009, uh, oh, The really? Legend of Chun Li. Yeah, oh, yeah no, Michael Clark Duncan was in it as yeah, Balrog. No, I don't talk about that one. That one was the Dragon Ball evolution of Street Fighter movies. It was so horribly bad. I had an ex who forced me to watch it, so she she said so I can know the pain of how bad it was, and she was correct. Uh, I never forgave her for making me sit through that movie. It because you would think that after Street Fighter, people would realize, okay, we got it wrong, but we're definitely going to get it right this time. But go, go look up. Um, you've seen pictures of M. Bison, right, Danny? Mm-hmm. Go yeah. look up Legend of Chun Li M Bison and just take a look at what that person looks like. Wait, what do you mean? Oh, the M Bison from the Legend of Chun Li. Just look at that guy. Look at look. Oh at no, him. that's uh, Neil P. McDonough. Yeah, he's in a bunch of stuff. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm. But do you see his face? Does he look anything like a? 
Yeah. You mean in the film? Yeah. The pictures you're looking at are basically what he looks like oh, okay. in the film. He just the whitest M. Bison. Yeah, but M. Bison is white in the in a lot of iterations. Uh, he's technically Thai, and I will say because he was originally supposed to be from Thailand, but when they switched up the M. Bison, he was so he, that's why he's always been darker skinned. Uh, because oh. he's because he is Thai. Uh, and I was gonna say in some of the iterations of him, he yeah, because they make him come from like this fictional place. Um, but he originally uh. was from Thailand. That's why he had darker skin. Um, and he was like, uh, so, so I, that, that's, that's one of those push up my glasses, uh, um, actually moments where it's like, I know he's, no, that's tough. good to know. Um, but yeah, cause they, in the, <laughs> sorry, in both the movies, uh, he was, so in the 1994 movie, his birthplace was supposed to be United Kingdom. And in the legend of Chunli, it was Ireland. It also had a lot of animation. Like we said that it had a, an animated TV series. The first animation actually based on the Street Fighter franchise was an unofficial animation that was released in South Korea in 1992. And that was just simply titled Street Fighter. Yes. And it also was a comic series, manga, that was super popular. Um, Street Fighter 2 manga was one of the few Street Fighter manga titles to be translated into English. Um, yeah, so there there's a lot of different. There was also, like I said, the Street Fighter comic book that was from Malibu Comics, and that was launched in 1993. Oh, uh, yeah. But Capcom did not like that adaptation, and the series was canceled after only three issues. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, you also had Street Fighter characters appear in the Archie Comics published Sonic the Hedgehog Mega Man crossover event, Worlds Unite. That was the name of it which also involved other characters from Sega and Capcom games. Yeah. And then there was another crossover. I think in 2016, IDW Publishing had a Street Fighter G.I. Joe crossover. Wow. Another episode we did, Iffy. Yeah. Ooh-wee. But, uh, you know, if we want to tap into one more episode, let's talk about when actor and filmmaker Joey Ansa co-directed Owen Trevor's 2010 live-action short Street Fighter Legacy, which was starring John Fu as Ryu and Christian Howard as Ken, uh, who co-wrote it with Anza. And the film blew up online because it was, a, it basically, it's a fan film. They say yeah, it's a short yeah, film, yeah. it was a fan film. It blew up, and it was so big that Capcom's vice president of strategic planning and business development uh, confirmed that there would be more Street Fighter films in development. That's 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 how much hype it is when the big dogs are like, look, we're going to have to keep this going. A lot of those fan films have launched stuff like that before. Oh, yeah, because that ended up turning into Street Fighter Assassin's Fist, which was released on Machinima. And that was just oh. good. Yeah. And then a second season uh, titled Street Fighter World War was announced uh, for 2017 release date. But uh, in 2018... Entertainment One and Mark Gordon closed the deal to develop, produce, and finance a small screen adaptation of Street Fighter with uh, the same creative team behind the Street Fighter Assassin's Fifth. So, also, a Street Fighter web miniseries titled Street Fighter uh, Resurrection aired on Machinima and Go90 in March 2016. Is Go90 still a thing? Are our friends still no, doing Go90? No, Go90 has died officially. Oh, yeah, it did. Yeah. Back in July, 31st, mm-hmm. 2018. Yeah, I had a, that was a abrupt dealing. I've had people who literally were writing for a Go90 show. Um, 
the bubble has popped. Went home and got a call like, don't come in (laughs) tomorrow. (laughs) That's how quick it was. Then they made Resurrection on Machinima. And I think that's why, because World Warrior was announced, but it wasn't necessarily released. So I think they put that on pause to work on this next show that was just announced. So... I'm excited to see what they did because they did good work. It was it actually looked very good for, you know, I feel like at this point it's hard to say the term very good for a fan film because so many fan films have been coming out with such high quality that I think the bar needs is just officially raised. It's not very good for a fan film. That's just the new standard. I did want to say so the latest edition Street Fighter 5 arcade edition mm-hmm has been nominated for Esports Game of the Year by Golden Joysticks Awards 2018. Um, And that, I believe, they're announcing on November 16th. Uh, But let me drop some drama. Sometimes people get on our heads because we don't talk about the drama that happened. Street Fighter V, when it dropped, did have some drama because it was debatably, but kind of on paper, really, uh, incomplete. They were trying to rush the game's completion because it was happening to be released right next to Evo. And so they wanted the game to be available uh-huh. so that people can use yeah. it in the tournament. But what that led to was basically the release of a incomplete game. Like they were like, you play the game, you buy the game now, you get some of the characters, and then we're going to drop the rest of the characters later. And so that was like a whole hubbub uh, that that kind of start that came with Street Fighter Five. You gave him some tea. Yeah, that's the tea. That's the tea you wanted if people wanted to be. Yeah, so when 5 came out, there was a, this is, I'm just reading an article just to give you a taste of the time. Uh, the headline is, gamers warn PC players not to buy incomplete Street Fighter V. <laughs> Absolutely awful would be an understatement when it comes to the PC version of Street Fighter V. When I first heard the PC crowd was pissed over servers being down since launch, I'm thinking... <laughs> Okay, so we're writing in first person. Typical PC master race always complaining. Then I found out there's no story mode and many other key components that have been staples in the series. So that's that was the the drums that happened, and they told everyone to not buy it on PC. I didn't know it dropped three years ago. Why is it nominated for the 2018 awards? Uh, because they, I think they just announced the arcade edition, which... Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, arcade edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember how I said, uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let us know your favorite Street Fighter characters and your earliest memories, or if you're still playing it, or any of the iterations of it. Um, yeah, yeah, and let me know who you main. Yeah. Let me know who you main. Tweet that out at us. Um, but yeah, no, that's, that's pretty much, you know... I think we really tackled it. And if you read some of the mangas, I really would like to jump into it. I know Udon did a run uh, that that I had like a free comic book day version for that seemed pretty tight. Um, but if you have a favorite Street Fighter comic or anything, just yeah, tweet at us. Let us know. There's going to be uh, this is a listener exclusive i haven't uh, fully alerted everyone but there's going to be a a huge change um on the discord uh because i know a lot of you've been asking for the discord and my current discord situation this is a quick sidebar that danny (laughs) has to sit through but uh the current discord i've combined it with my friend loses and we're in the brotherhood but uh, it's starting mid-November, we're going to go back to my original Salt Squad Discord, and we will have a full Nerdificent tab 
with special neurodeficient, multiple neurodeficient, um, uh, different chat rooms that because with my own Discord, I'll have more freedom to give you more space to talk. So we'll have weekly episode discussions. We'll have specific, you know, basically base chat rooms for everything you may need that will make it easier to navigate. And so you can say what you want, where you want, when you want and how you want on the discord. It's hard to do it when you're sharing a discord because you're not trying to have too many tabs and this discord in itself has a billion tabs. So prepare for that. Buckle up. It'll be fun. Actually, you won't probably notice a thing, but also because I have my own discord and it's partnered, it literally is just going to be a, uh, a simple link. That's easy <laughs> to follow instead of me having to tweet one out. So I'll give y'all a head start. It's not going to go live until mid November, but for those of you frothing at the mouth and who just wants to be there ready when it comes out, just know that the discord is discord.gg forward slash salt squad once again discord.gg forward slash salt squad be there and be happy to chat me and nappy nappy is danny it's me all right uh i guess this is where we drop our socials and tell people where to find us you got any shows coming up this past weekend i did the i moderated the ralph breaks internet press junket and yesterday if you went to the premiere with me i'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah, just saying all the things people miss. <laughs> you, Catch me in Ralph Breaks the Internet dropping uh, November 21st. I have a cameo in it playing myself. I play yeah. Danny Fernandez. Big baller move, uh, which then brings me into the Ralph universe because if Danny exists, then so do I. Mm-hmm. Um, so, anyways, follow me at Ms. Danny Fernandez. All right, and me, if you wide away, I F Y N W A D I W E. On Twitter and Instagram, and if D's on Twitch, I F D E E Z. There are some of the nerd fam hit me up, tell them about. I don't, I don't know how to find your Twitch. So I guess I got to tell you, you all the time. I talk about it all the time. But thank you for being interested. Come in. I at this point, the rebrand is done. I have a fresh new look. Shout out to Rocom who will be on our vanity uh, figures episode. Uh, talking and you will hear the man behind the new clean look to everything I have on my stream longtime friend he also raps uh, but just wanted to shout him out and you know just uh, check my socials for all shows because shows literally pop up uh, out of nowhere on the day so um, as always stay nerdy Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Don't forget to pack the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies for a post-errands pick-me-up. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. 
take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.